Thank you for joining me. This is I am Dr. Shika Square. Uh, for those of you that don't know, I am a an author. I have a few books out. I help organizations, companies, business owners become more profitable, more efficient, uh, and better leaders to lead a really self-cared for self efficient, self-loving life that is also very, 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 very lucrative. Um, and so even, even in my own life, understanding how to make things more efficient. What I want to talk about today is overworking, not just being overworked, but overworking. Um, sometimes we find that there are ebbs and flows. There are seasons when we we must do more than we did yesterday. We must do more than we will do uh, one day. There is a, a, a harvesting, a harvesting and a sowing season. I believe in those. That's not necessarily what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is when you move so far into overworking or being overworked that you are doing too much. You're pushing past the signs that say stop. You're not sleeping. You're stressed out. Stress is going to be your number one indicator before illness. Illness will start to come later. But anytime you get become ill, you can look back and say, dang, I was under a lot of stress. I was really stressed out. I was really nervous about this. So it's, it's important that when you start to feel the stress and the feelings of being overwhelmed and the feelings of, of feeling overworked or that you're doing something that you are not enjoying doing a lot. Like sometimes, you know, like we changing dirty diapers. I don't know one person who is like, yay, I get to change this parlor off this little baby. The baby is cute. So I'm not talking about things that, that must be done that are not the most fun. I'm talking about things that you dread doing. So in entrepreneurship, so we're, there's levels to this. In entrepreneurship, there are when you first start your business, there are going to be, there are going to be things that you don't like doing that you must do because you're learning them and you're moving into hiring people. Notice I didn't say you can't afford it. I said you're moving into hiring people. So there are going to be things that you're like, uh, hmm, but I guess I got to do this because it, it must be done. Once you reach a, a point when you're hiring people or you could hire people and maybe split some of the profit or share some of the profit with them, and there's something that you do not enjoy doing, you must learn to hire. So we've talked about hiring. What I'm saying is sometimes we move into being overworked when we Still, when we can hire or we can delegate or we can move into, you know, bringing on consultants where we still choose to do things that we don't enjoy doing that stress us out and we ignore the signs of feeling stressed and being stressed, not sleeping because we're doing too much and feeling overworked. That's dangerous. So the logistical reasons, just business reasons why that doesn't work well for you. One, number one, if you're taking notes, is you're going to be tired a lot. 
if you're doing something you dread and you're doing a lot of it, or you're just overworking, like you really enjoy, but you're working all the time and you're not taking time for self-care, taking breaks and things of that nature. What's going to happen is you're going to be tired. If you're going to be tired or if you are tired, what happens is then you cannot bring your best, your best self, your best foot, your best effort to that particular job or to that particular business or to those particular clients. You can't do it because you're tired. The second reason why being overworked or working to the point of feeling overworked does not work is because it cuts into profit. So we talk money all the time. So, you know, I couldn't leave out money. Like how is overworking, overworking in your mind? It's like, shouldn't that bring more profit? No, it doesn't. I know from experience, when I first started my business, I used to work all the time. You used to see me everywhere. I was speaking everywhere. I had clients. Um, but what a lot of people didn't know is there was no real money coming in. I was given too many discounts. I was working for these clients entirely too much for the amount of money they were paying. I was doing a lot of free things. So you would see me, but I wasn't getting paid for these things. So I was just working, working, working. And then I had to work even more because I wasn't charging my value system. And it was just, it was terrible. It was, well, yes. Yes, it was. Um, it was. Uh, I learned a lot that I can share with people, but I didn't make a lot. And what happens is it it brings on the stress that brings on other things. And then you can't be your best self. So it cuts into profit. How can working too much cut into profit? So there should be a cost basis or a cost per client average. So if you are in a service business, if I charge you $99, it costs me $25 to do the work, to pay the software, to pay whomever, to pay my, you know, to actually do the work. So they're net $75 profit. Including in that is a 20 minute call. I'm including all that. It's about $25 to do the work, right? If the price is $99, you should know all of those things. But then there are some clients that want to call you all the time and you have no policies in place to stop that. You have nothing in place to stop them from calling you all the time. You have nothing in place to stop them from texting you all the time. You have nothing in place to stop them from coming to. So then what happens is now it goes to a profit of being 75 to 50 to 25. And you're working every time you don't have these policies in place. You're working every time you overextend yourself and you think I'm helping the client. You're not because you're not setting boundaries. So you're definitely not, you know, catering and loving on yourself. So that's how it cuts into profit because there is a cost. If it's a product, if you sell a product and I think Judy Dupart, um, owner of Kaleidoscope had an example and it was really interesting. She said, you could have a product and you're not selling them. So you slash the price to $50 per product. And then you sell tons. You keep selling out, you keep selling out, you keep selling out. But then when you do your books at the end of the quarter or the end of the year, which is too long, if you're selling out, just an FYI, you shouldn't wait. If you're making that amount of money, you shouldn't be waiting. And this is, I'll lead you into that. And she said, you're selling out. Then when you do your books, you realize, um, I sold it for 50, but it actually cost me $52 to make, package, send, and then pay the employees. So now 
I slashed my price too far, even though it was two to $2 doesn't seem very much. But if you sell a thousand products, if you sell a thousand products or you sell 10,000, let's say 10,000 products and each one was over by almost $2, then it's, you kept selling out. You're all over the internet where you just kept selling out, but now you're $20,000 in a hole. That's a problem. That's cutting into profit. You're overworked. You were shipping all of this stuff out. You were, you know, you hired all of these people. You was doing all this stuff, but now you've done too much and that's cutting into profit. Um, overworking and not really understanding uh, what you are supposed to charge, understanding what policies need to be in place ends up creating a cut into self-care. So when you don't have a boundary in place for a client or you don't have a boundary in place for a customer, what happens is it doesn't really impose on the client or the customer as much as you think. It imposes on you because if you are doing too much, I want to say too damn much, but you know, I don't be like in a, in, you know, engorge you in all of the curse words. Um, but if you're doing too much for a client, you're doing, and you, 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 we, we convince us, especially women. That if I do all of this, this is good. But when you do too much for a person, you show that the value of your product is not as valuable as it is because they can get access to it anytime. You don't show that there are boundaries because you are a professional. You show you are a novice when you do not set the proper boundaries in place as a business person. And then now your value system of your product or your service drops, the way your service or your product appears in the market drops, the, the view of it drops, the value of it drops. And then now the way you look and perceive yourself as a professional in the workplace is also diminishes. It also diminishes, it is diminished. And I'm emphasizing that on purpose. So when you overwork, you are in essence creating issues for yourself. You're not, you're not really doing what successful business people do. There are things called executive thinking time. There are people who believe that as business owners, CEOs of companies, you must take vacations and time off. There is... No person who is extremely successful subscribes or ascribes to the belief that you must work all the time, all the time. I have to work. There is now. I started in case you joined late. There is a sowing and there is a harvest season. There will be a time after and a time before. There will be a time when you have to put, you got to grind. Like I stayed up to like two o'clock the other night, not last night, last night I stayed up to two o'clock when I was watching TV because I hadn't watched TV and I don't know how long. I just wanted to pretend like I was grown. However, there are times when I work much longer. There are times when I'm working too long because I didn't set the proper policies. And even at this point, when I start new businesses, I'm like, oh, this ain't gonna work. We got to safeguard this. And then there's also times when I'm working because we're putting something together. We're building something. And I say we, because I have a team of people that I don't believe that I can do this without. I'm, we're putting something together and it requires a longer hour, but we're putting it together to safeguard us from overworking. And then the fourth thing. So we talked about being tired. I wrote them down because the last time we were here, I forgot what I said. I was on a roll. So I wrote it down. So first was tired. When you're overworked, you're tired. It cuts into your profit was number two. 
Number three was it cuts into self-care boundaries and the way you perceive yourself or perceive yourself. And then three is going to be very inefficient. I mean, four, that was, I, I got it together. I got it together this time. Tired cutting into profit cuts into self-care and is extremely inefficient. So when you are overworked, there are other things that you could be doing. A lot of times when we're overworked is because we're not necessarily, not all the time, but a lot of times we're not in our wheelhouse. We're not in our area of expertise. Um, and, and I'm going to explain it. I'm going to finish out with explaining that. When you're in your area of expertise, one thing is you're going to be constantly um, reinvigorated with energy. If this is something you are called to do, this is something that you do, you do this. When you do it, it's going to be energizing. So it's not really an overwork and you just got to catch yourself because sometimes you can do too, too, like you just do it too long because you love it. Um, so when you're outside of your wheelhouse and you're outside of doing something that you really enjoy doing, it will take you longer because you don't know how to do it. That's one. You don't, you don't know how to do it. Um, so you spend time figuring out something you can hire somebody to do. And I process through that. You know, there's videos that we're going to be putting on YouTube. Many apologies for that. Uh, all for the next few months that we have been editing for you guys that really go into detail about that. However, if you, when you are outside of your wheelhouse, you're spending too much time trying to figure it out, then do it, and you're not good at it. When you're really good at something, and I want you to think about that, you move with an effortless ease that people can't understand. So that's a lot of times, it's a sign that you're not doing what you need to be doing. This is after you've learned it. This is after you've mastered it. Um, and that, that comes with time. Because in the beginning, when you're building, you know, you take time. Um, and then it's inefficient. Like you're not, you don't know exactly how to do it. So you're kind of all over the place with it. And then that's a lot of the feeling of why you feel drained at the end of the, at the end of the time. So um, that's what I wanted to talk about. Yes, you can hire people for that. Yes, I do believe in hiring people for that. Yes, I do have a team of people. I have an operations uh, assistant on the tax side. I have a personal assistant on the um, consulting side, I have a marketing team. I actually just started putting in place a writing team, not to help write, and I always clarify this, not to write my content, not to write my books, not to write my speeches, not to write my lives, but to help with editing, to help with posting, to help with, um, you know, making sure that I don't sound crazy. You know, like a team of people to keep me moving when I'm at a loss of words. So it's going to be super important that you have the right type of people in place. Like, you know, some of the writing team is responsible for researching. Um, you know, I was watching a live and a lady said she has a person that does all of her research. So when she needs numbers and things of that nature, they can look it up. But if you need to understand what's trending, you can't do it all. And that's when you start to be overworked. And with all the people that I have recently been putting in proper position inside of my businesses, I still feel like I need about five or 10 more, at least three. So make sure that you're listening to the signs. And I started off with saying that this, one of the signs is that there's going to be a lot of stress. One of the, another sign is that you're going to feel tired. You're going to feel grumpy. You're going to feel anxious. These are signs that come before illness. And that's why money and mindset go hand in hand. You have to be very conscious of how you move. Be mindful of anxiety 
um, when you feel anxious about entering into something, when you feel stressed while doing something, when you are unhappy, you are probably not in your wheelhouse or you're ignoring something about your wheelhouse. Like, and when I mean wheelhouse, your area of expertise, you're not really living up to your full capacity. So that's what I wanted to talk about. Uh, thank you so much for joining. I really appreciate you taking the time.